everyone and welcome to the Actors Space. This podcast is brought to you with the support of Creatives at Work. My name is Laura Key, and I will be your host for this series. In the Actors Space, we talk about the working actor's life. How do we pursue our love for acting while navigating the business side of this craft? We aim to create more conversations about the challenges of building a sustainable acting career in Singapore. So today in episode 3, Getting Beyond the Casting Jitters, we will be talking about auditions and casting calls. Can actors really learn to love auditions? And today my guest is casting director Dorothy Sung. Thank you so much, Dorothy, for joining me today. Hello, thanks for having me here. Hi, Dorothy. So I've worked with you on a number of projects as well, but do you think you can share a little bit more about some of the projects you have been involved in? Okay. Uh, first off, I'm Dorothy. I've been in the industry for about 15 years already. So some of my latest projects, actually, um, it's currently on Me Watch. It's called Opa Saranghe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Chinese drama where uh, our main male lead comes from Korea and then uh, starring Ray Eun and Tasha. And then we the, the other projects that I've worked, worked on lately were uh, Third Rail as well as um, the Korean drama called Little Woman. So uh, what is the process when it comes to casting, you know? Because as actors, we are not really familiar with uh, the whole process. So perhaps, could you share with us a little bit more about, you know, do you work more with the director? Uh, Who in the team do you work with to decide, like, what actors you need to cast? So I guess I can only speak from my experience. So, like, usually when we are engaged for a project, uh, we will start off with reading the script and then we will have to do our own proposal and breakdown and to suggest uh, who we would like to propose in terms of uh, the characters. And then from there, we'll have a discussion with the director and sometimes the producers or EPs will be involved. And then um, from there, we will discuss further what kind of characteristic we are looking at, what kind of look we are going for, uh, what kind of uh, vibe we are looking at, you know, and from there we will proceed with auditions and then selection and then gradually, what, sometimes we do have the luxury of having some uh, screen, what do you call it, screen rehearsals. And then from there, then we'll lock down on our cast and then we will proceed with the project. That sounds like a really long process though. It is, it is. So usually, let's say if uh, a healthy project with a healthy duration and period, right, will start like at least one or two months before the actual shoot Mm. because you do need the characters to come in before every other departments can start their work. That is if you have a healthy amount of uh, time involved in the production. But if, let's say, if the production is a bit more rushed, then a lot of things are more concurrent. Mm. Then the directors and the EPs will come in with a lot more idea on what they already want and then who they are already looking at. And then uh, from there, we work alongside, side by side, in terms of the timeline and all. I mean, but they're also like, uh, for instance, in a drama production, right? There are the bigger, like, obviously the lead roles. And like you said, sometimes perhaps the director or the EP might already have people in mind for those roles. Then it's just a smaller supporting cast, perhaps, that you have to work on Yeah, cast. I think for myself, I have been um, 
quite blessed in terms of creative freedom. A lot of the projects that I come on board, uh, I do have the opportunity to actually start off from ground zero. So a lot of my projects don't don't come with a pre-definition of who they want already. You have more free creative reign in that sense. In a sense, yeah. Mm. So I'm curious as an actor, right? Like where do you find your actors from? I think for me, because I've been in the industry for a while, I do enjoy, I, I really explore all kinds of areas in terms of looking at, um, uh, you know, like new talents or people whom I work with, etc. I I do have my own database. I don't really go to a specific place to look for people. Like along the years, you just have to keep updating your own database, remembering people, etc. Uh, I like to go watch a lot of um, uh, theatre works. I like to go to a lot of graduate. FYP projects kind of thing. I like to uh, explore VTC sometimes to look at uh, new up and coming actors. And then your usual uh, Channel 8, Channel 5, you know, and then TikTok and then an Instagram. So literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So it's really more about the work that you are doing, right? As an actor, yes, yes. like, you know, what are you putting out and uh, how are you working constantly, I guess, and yes. how consistent your work is, I guess. Yeah. So you talk about remembering actors just now as well. So how, how can an actor be remembered? How can an actor be remembered? I guess um, depending on your performance, not just on screen, uh, but also your performance on set. You can be someone that is very new, but mm-hmm. so long as your attitude is right, if we do have opportunities where directors like to work with newbies and explore newcomers, right, then we wouldn't mind calling you back again to give you a tr- try, you know, because everyone just needs that experience to to explore further and to, to so-called uh, own their crafts, etc., on set as well, because you mentioned on set as well. So are there specific things on set that you remember that is good? There is good, is it? Yes. Um, I feel that if you come, if you know how to read the room and you don't need to be too afraid to ask questions, uh, things like that are healthy to have because um, it helps you play your character better. I realise that sometimes some actors do come not knowing what to do but yet at the same time, they are very afraid to ask, um, can I play it this way? Or do you have like a vision of what this character is supposed to be? You know, and, and they don't ask questions. And in the end, um, after they finish the performance, sometimes the director don't really give feedback also, right? They, they finish it and then they go back they go back with some regrets and then as they watch the, the end product, they, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I should have done it this way or I should have done it that way. You know, I, I, I realise things like that uh, could help. So for me, I feel that if you are uh, not overzealous, like you don't like keep bombarding the director with questions, <laughs> but like if you have a healthy amount of valid questions to ask or like if you 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 come doing your homework already I think those are very uh, memorable things and remarkable things that we should respect and and honor 
Hmm. I think it's very important about the asking questions and also not being afraid to offer your own opinion sometimes. Yes. Of course, respectfully, of course. Yes, um, yes. I think uh, as an actor as well, some directors perhaps will give you more space to perform and you never know never know when you're given the opportunity as well. Correct, yeah. correct. So you also mentioned about looking for people on Instagram, TikTok, all that. So do you think that social media, social media followers are really important in casting as well? Um, it really depends. Yeah, it really depends. Actually, you know, I just had this conversation with a friend just yesterday because there are certain programs that I watch that's not from Singapore, like overseas projects, right? And I realized that across the spectrum, this is a concern, not just for actors, but for a lot of other entertainment-related jobs, you know. And I realized that sometimes if investors are involved or if there's a specific product involved, then yes, I would say that followers and, and you know, all these things do help you. But generically, at least for me, the works that I've worked on, it has never been a concern. It has never been a concern of how much followers you have or whatever because it has always been whether you can deliver this character well according to our vision, etc. So uh, it really depends on the project that you work on. So I cannot say that it's like a yes or no kind of thing. Mm. But I guess in a way, having more social media followers also gains you more eyeballs. In mm. a way, would that help like being seen perhaps? Well, it, it really depends, you see, because it also depends on what kind of um, content you put out on your social media account. You, you, can, be, you can be a fashion-related account and you have a lot of followers, mm. but then, yes, you have a lot of eyeballs, but then what kind of role will we call you on board? Is also another thing altogether. So, so I mean, yes, if you want to say to put yourself out there to help you have a little bit more presence, yes, I agree that social media does help to a certain degree, but it's not, it should not, and it's not your everything. Yeah, I, I think the conclusion probably would be that social media helps you get seen perhaps because of your algorithm and all sorts of things. Uh, but really, if you do call them in for audition and all that, it's a performance at the end of the day, that perhaps will kind of seal the deal. Yes. Rather than, you know, how many social media followers they have or, you know, things like that. Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, I mean, I have my own fair share of uh, working with uh, actors and influencers, right? If we engage you for this role, we just need you to, we just need you to do your job. And if you can do your job well, we really only care about the end result at the end of the day because, you know, putting a drama together is a team effort. It's not just an individual person effort after all. Yeah. Mm, very true. So, yeah. okay. So when it comes to submitting, for instance, you put out casting calls. When it comes to headshots, resumes, is it essential to have a professional headshot, a professional resume? For me, I would think that if you have a professional headshot and resume, it definitely is a plus point. I mean, it's the same as um, you wanting to interview with any jobs out there in the world. Mm. It's whether you want to look professional to whoever that is supposed to engage you at the end of the day. Okay, let's say if I have a professional headshot versus a selfie photo, 
that's been sent to me. If the selfie photo shows your face clearly without filters or like those um, weird, you know, filters that people like to use nowadays or like they may too until I do not know who you are kind of thing. Then the face then, out. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of works as well. Mm. But um, let's say if you, you have like overly filtered and stuff, like, then, then those are definitely, we, we will not even click open your profile. So it's like if you don't want to look like somebody else or give a wrong impression, then you should, you should be as authentic as you can in terms of sending your resume out there. Yeah. Can you share perhaps some of the perhaps negative examples? Do you have oh, any? Oh, any definitely. Examples? Lots. Like, um, <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have so many examples. Sometimes I, I I I look at it and I'll just laugh. Like I I'm sorry that I say this, but <laughs> but it's it's just I mean trying to put yourself in my position. If you were to post out a casting call, sometimes you get hundred over responses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And when you see a cartoon version of yourself or or uh you you're wearing a sunglass version of yourself or like you you have one that wear mask on your face or like you have those super dog doggy filters with those tongues sticking out kind of photos or you have those super made too until you look you look very distorted kind of photo i have all kinds of examples and then you be like uh, you you know to the point that when you look at those photos you will question yourself like What's wrong? Is it is it because my casting call is not clear enough? So at the end of the day, like I said, if I see this kind of photos, I'm sorry, I will not come and tell you. Like like okay, sometimes if if I do have the luxury of time, I will come back and nicely tell you, hey, can I have another headshot of you that is clear? Mm. Maybe a passport photo. Then I'll use the word passport photo so that at least people understand that I'm looking at a non-filtered, a very clear shot of your face, you know? And then um, if I have the time. But if I do not have the time, most of the time your, your, your portfolios and your resumes will be skipped over because of that photo. So it is important. Uh, that you send a clear shot of your face, but it doesn't really need to be like super professionally shot like those um, uh, studio kind, nicely mm. edited photo kind. No, it, it can be as simple as a passport photo. Okay, for a showreel, is that important, do you think, to have a professional showreel? It will help you in terms of jobs if you have a professional showreel. So like working with overseas production has taught me that if if an actor does have a professional showreel, it does um, add value to your chances. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in terms of local context, I think uh, partly also because the industry is not very big. So we do know a lot of you guys already. So sometimes uh, if you do not have a professional showreel, it's it's still acceptable. But what we usually ask for in exchange is probably some of your latest work. So like a snippet of your past project, stuff like that. So it doesn't have to be like a well-edited showreel, but at least something that we can, you know, uh, watch and listen to your diction and performance kind of clip. So talking about auditions now, now there are a lot of self-tape auditions, right? Yes, yes. So you mentioned asking them to come down for auditions. So do you prefer in-person auditions or self-tapes? Uh, honestly, I prefer in-person audition. I mean, that's also one of the reasons why my bosses engage me, right? So I, I do prefer that because I can uh, help the actors more that way. 
Uh, but unfortunately, the world has changed. So there are more self-tapes nowadays and also depending on the timeline. So let's say if I do not have time, then I will also ask for a self-tape. But uh, usually what I'll do, I will give a lot more pointers and I will make sure that I let the actors know that if you have any questions at all, please feel free to ask before you actually do your self-tape. And I will let them know after your recording, if I feel that this is not going to help you in any way, I will not be ashamed to come back to you and say, hey, can you do it again? You know, because at the end of the day, I don't want to waste your time as well. And I don't want to waste this uh, opportunity that, that's just open for you just because of your self, self-tape. Yeah. I, I like it when you mentioned that you do give like instructions for actors because I guess sometimes as an actor, when you receive a request for a self-tape, you're very confused. It's just, the, you know, what choices should I make? Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's the same thing. Like I said, um, don't be afraid to ask questions. It's at least for me, I think it's okay to give a few takes, but don't don't give like three of the same takes. What I meant by different takes is, for example, if you have a, a role that you're supposed to portray and then um, you do not know what is the motivation behind this character's uh, emotions or, you know, you do not know his objective and stuff like that, right? So, for example, it's a, a scene where you are reunited with your brother, for example, right? You do not know whether this reunion is because you're it's a happy reunion or is it a bittersweet reunion or a, a reunion that actually angers you or a revengeful reunion, you know? You do not know this context because sometimes the script comes, there's not much context given, so if you don't dare to ask question, it's okay to do all five takes that, that you think this is, you know, it can, it can be a happy reunion, it can be a revengeful one, etc., etc. It's okay to do all takes. But if you want to save your time, then it's okay to ask the casting director, hey, what's the objective or the motivation behind this character's reunion, etc., etc. So um, it's okay to give a few takes of different variation but basically not do the same thing three times uh. <laughs> yeah so if it's a happy reunion you don't give me five takes of happy reunion because unless if your five happiness is of different spectrum then it makes sense and should you memorize your lines for auditions or self-tapes you think okay the thing about memorizing right at the end of the day i feel that it's really for your own benefit I don't want to say it's a yes or no thing, but it's really for your own benefit. It's it's how, you see, by the time you memorize the script, right, it also means that you have internalized what this person is saying. You understand what this person is saying versus just reading off the script. So it's really up to you guys to go and decide which one benefits you more than me telling you, oh, you should memorize the script. I think also one thing to remember is that as casting directors, they really want to help us. Yes, yes. So every time when, at least in person, when I meet those people who come for audition, I'll always tell them, don't need to be afraid of me. Just be relaxed. You know, we are here to help you. We are not here to, uh, you know, harm you in any way. Because if we, we, if we are not interested in the first place, we wouldn't even bother contacting you. Right. For me, I always tell people, I say, I'm sorry if I may come across very pushy or like very aggressive in terms of uh, face-to-face audition, because at the end of the day, my objective is to help you ace this role. But then it also depends because um, sometimes if I were to help you too much, so my style of audition varies 
depending on which director you work with, sometimes you know this director don't give much uh, mm. comments on, on set. So they really depends on this actor to do their own job and own homework and come very prepared. So if I'm working with in that environment, usually my audition will happen a lot faster because I know that if I were to push too much, means you probably will not make a cut because the director and you will be not a good fit, you know. But let's say if I do know that the director has the time to, to, to nurture, to help, to, to spend more time with actors, then then yes, I will push, you know. But, but you know, it depends on which director you work with as well. And then at the end of the day, uh, it's how you communicate with the actor as well. What is your expectation? What to expect if you were to get the job, et cetera, et cetera, you know, things like that. I think it's quite enlightening, actually, when you say that you do kind of mimic the way the director works. Because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the actor has to work with that specific director, I guess. Yes. And to be able to gel with that style. So as a casting director, you will kind of choose or select which actors you will present. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Yes. Actually, most of the projects, I do show most of the audition clips to the director because even if it's bad, I will have, like I said, I would have already come to you and said, hey, I don't think this work. Do you think you can redo it and then uh, send it to me? But if you tell me you got no time, then that's your problem, right? Because you don't want this, you don't want this opportunity and I cannot help you further. So, mm. so, so, yeah. Yeah, so basically you try to help the actors as much as possible until really they don't want to help themselves. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can be quite a difficult job as well, I think. Sometimes. It is, it is. Yeah. yeah. So finally, do you have any advice for actors in Singapore? In terms of advice, I think it would be good if you guys can actually constantly upgrade yourself, watch more shows, do more people watch, be a decent human being. <laughs> And then... Uh, I think it's more about upgrading the craft as well. Yes, upgrading your craft. But sometimes it's important to take a look at ourselves. Mm. And, you know, what is our level of skill? What is our level of craft? How are we, as you said, you know, upgrading ourselves, making ourselves better actors? Mm. I think it's really important as well. Okay, so uh, thank you so much, Dorothy, for your time again today. Yep, thank you so much for having me again. So I think auditions are a process that most actors fear because of the uncertainty or the fear of being rejected or judged. But every audition is an opportunity to work on our craft and also to present our work to casting directors and directors. So remember to do your homework. Don't be afraid to ask questions if you need to. And also remember, casting directors are your friends. They want to cast the right actors for their projects, so they are rooting for you to do well. If you want to continue the conversation, you can drop me a comment or a message on my socials. I can be found at LauraKeyLT on Instagram. In the meantime, please follow Freelance Creative Exchange, rate and review us, and tell your friends all about the actor's space. In our next episode, we will be speaking about best practices and delving into the nitty-gritty of building a freelance acting career in Singapore. So I'll catch you again next time.